Hello out there, my friends. It is I, Hondo Onaka. Now you know what to do. You must tune in to my favorite podcast, The Five-ish Fangirls. Otherwise, there could be consequences. Just as we continue all the way to episode 423 of the Five Ish Fangirls podcast, and I am back from Kentucky. And it was a thing, stuff happened. We'll talk about it. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five Ish Fangirls podcast. So glad you just let's start off like we did with Rich Table and see who's joined us this week. This is Brittany Belvedere. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel back in Indianapolis, Indiana. I have returned from the land of Colonel Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) Or something like that. Oh, all right. First things first. Um news uh, netflix has been very busy uh recently so we got some trailers and some announcements like the fact that uh linda hamilton of terminator fame is going to be joining stranger things season five okay so keeping up that tradition of 80s dolls mm-hmm. is always fun. Yep. And plenty of time for a rewatch, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So that is exciting and to see uh, how exactly they involve her. So. Which is weird. So I could have sworn I saw something that they weren't going to be introducing new characters in season five yeah so she could be maybe she's just like a cameo type thing yeah could be who knows and i'm still waiting to see if my theory is right about a certain guitar wielder still not Mm -hmm. (laughs) being dead dead yeah It's interesting to see how she gets you, you know, how they end up using her. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and know, how many references there yeah, really, to be exactly. In. <laughs> exactly. So, it's like, is it going to be, you know, different than, you know, what we know her for? Or is it going to be something similar? Because, like, what they did with Robert England mm-hmm. was, you know, keeping in that creepy Freddy Krueger type space that he's known for so yeah mm-hmm. interesting to see i would really lose my cool if robert patrick makes a cameo appearance <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he he was more when did Ter- i have to check and see when terminator 2 came out that might be too that i think was 90 so i think that was only 90 yeah yeah so I, we might be that might be jumping the about the 91 well, yeah well, you never aren't, know. We, aren't, aren't we supposed to be doing a time jump into see in season five though? 
this, you, this that, is true. That is true. So it might. Hey, I'm just spitballing, but <laughs> just saying. Stranger, stranger things have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I went there. Yep. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Try the meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then we got a couple of um, trailers for some documentaries that are going to be dropping on Netflix uh, mm-hmm. this summer, including a documentary about Wham! using... Um, footage and all sorts of things from both George Michael and Andrew's personal uh, archives. So, that's going to be really gonna, cool. That's going to be real interesting. Yeah. So, that should be quite interesting. Because, yeah. you know, because a lot of times the, like, Wham! is like a thing that happened during george michael's career mm-hmm. but as far as i know most of the time most like documentaries or whatever they just focus on just george michael and wham right. is just like a thing they talk about like oh this is the thing that happened during his career as right. far as i know there hasn't been anything that focuses just on wham and not right. just george like wham yeah. was not just george michael <laughs> so like no. andrew was like his best friend so, yeah, <laughs> like, and they've been best wondering... friends for like school. So. Yeah, and, and I'm wondering if they went that route just because of the animosity between the split. I and don't that, know. Who knows? I mean, but if the fact that Andrew is, you know, willing to supply stuff, then right. So, who knows? Maybe enough time has passed, or there were enough zeros to be checked. That he's a baby. Yeah, <laughs> I'll talk. I mean, I would hope that it's uh, that yeah, he's still there's still not a grudge held there, especially considering George right. Michael's no longer with us, so it's not like he's Same. around to like apologize or anything. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see mm-hmm. when that documentary drops. Um, and then this is going to be a docu-series, so we'll have multiple parts to it. Um, but for you sports ball fans out there, or you, or you're just like me, you just really like documentaries. Uh, <laughs> um, there's a docu-series that Netflix will be releasing called Quarterback Ooh. that follows uh Kirk Cousins, who's the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. Cool. Uh, Marcus Mariota, who's quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, and Patrick Mahomes, who is the reigning Super Bowl, you know, the quarterback of the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> so, but it's going to follow all three of them through the last football season, last year's football season. So they were mic'd nice. up for all sorts of both on the field and off. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Netflix, what the life is like for a NFL quarterback. And Netflix, wise choice of not going with Tom Brady. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I'm sure Tom Brady would have wanted way too much money anyway. True. Yeah. Like, I know Netflix has got money, but but, not that uh, kind of money. Not that kind of money. So, but that that's perfectly fine with me because I don't same care about Tom Brady anyway. So I would have probably fast forwarded through all that. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, same. Yeah. So. And I know Pat. I know Mahomes is like he's really popular, not just as a, a football player, but as a person. Yeah, as well. So should be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then Disney has given us our first look at Elio, um. Which is a upcoming animated feature film that will be released next year, where a young boy named Helio uh, gets essentially abducted by aliens because they have mistaken him as the leader of Earth. <laughs> Interesting. Shenanigans will ensue. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, so it looks cute. It, it looks really cute. So, and it it's very interesting to, to, to the bits we the little bit we see with the the aliens, just how like not understanding how life on Earth actually works because <laughs> they're like they first abduct him and then they're like. Please state the name of your planet. And he's like, uh, Earth. And then from there on out, they 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 refer to Earth as uh Earth. Not just Earth. <laughs> it's uh Earth. <laughs> uh it could be fun. So that is that. And we got quite a bit of feedback. So, first up from Shalane. Uh, she says, this is a full feedback from last week. You didn't go through, so here you go. Hey, happy ninth anniversary. Yeah, you're back with the currently episode. It's been a long time since you girls did this. Yes, it had been. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here's what I've been doing. Watching every or most most Disney movies to celebrate 100 years. I'm doing the animation in order. This month's post-Renaissance films like The Emperor's New Groove and Lilo and Stitch. Good. Both of those are good. Especially Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Reading the Disney Twisted Tales books still. Um, a couple of Warner Brothers movies because they are celebrating 100 years also. Also, I've been watching Home Improvement and The Masked Singer and the Disney Channel shows I loved growing up with. Also playing some road trips this summer to go see some musicals down south because down south they have great a great theater company that's, that gets great shows. That's awesome. Yes, very I've awesome. Also been, yeah, I've also been listening to Tina Turner since she passed away. Uh, so... Um, I've started to become a Tina Turner fan since I listened to the song You're Simply the Best, which mm-hmm. if you're a Shit's Creek fan. Yep. 
that song <laughs> has significance. Yes, <laughs> so. it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> also, the theater company I worked at last summer, we did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. We also made uh, the Pharaoh that was supposed to be Elvis style into Tina Turner style. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Quite the feat uh, there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just going back to the Bass Singer, uh, the boy who was the McCall and the runner up. He was our Joseph at the theater that uh, she worked at last summer. She grew up in Utah. She sent me a picture. Cool. Actually, the two of them together were at. Uh, awesome. So. Uh, so plus, I ever wondered if Melissa Joan Hart would appear in The Mass Singer, and I was right. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those things that's like, is it making me old that uh, some of the people I grew up with are now being put on shows like this? <laughs> uh, what makes me feel old is some, when they put someone on that's like young and like, I have no idea who this person is. That uh -huh. too. Yeah. That too. Or or you're scrolling the Facebook feed. These songs are turning this how many years old this year? And it's like, uh -huh. like nope. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for the reminder, but no. Yep. Oh, oh, oh. I am. I am. I'm taking the uh, the route of uh, Portal, and the cake is a lie. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, I feel younger than what my age actually states on my ID, but mm. sometimes my body says, ha, ha. Yeah. Uh, also, I did go see the new Little Mermaid, and it was amazing. Halle Bailey did a great job as Ariel. It's good. Uh, the following week, I saw Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and it was amazing and epic, so watch out Super Mario Bros. Uh, no offense, I still love you. <laughs> I haven't seen Across the Spider-Verse yet. I have not had time to go to the movie theater. And it's like, ah. Same, like, I heard it's so good. I'm trying to avoid spoilers, which is yep. not. Uh, she says, on Paramount Plus, I watched some of my favorite Nickelodeon shows I love growing up with and Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies. Yeah, when we first got Paramount Plus, one of the first things I watched was the Blue's Clues special blues adventure in new york <laughs> where they brought steve back so yeah <laughs> uh then she follows up uh from last week's episode the only movie and tv shows i've seen mark hamill in are star wars mandalorian the Muppet show big big theory the anime batman avatar the last airbender scooby-doo animated movie and other cartoons as i didn't know he was a voice actor growing up with star wars and cartoons i just thought he was just an actor for star wars i think that surprises a lot of people yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. i think everybody's in that same kind of boat because usually mark camel the first thing you get introduced to him is skywalker and then you find the other mm -hmm. the other stuff yeah and i and I had to chuckle the day after we recorded that I open up Tumblr and what is it? A my first Tumblr is Mark Hamill in one of his TV appearances and it might have been the Partridge family. I'm just yes. like, mm, <laughs> hey, perfect. Yeah. 
that was really wild to 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 see because you 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 sent me that and i was like yeah he looks so young Uh uh-huh the baby face the baby face i was like tumblr were you listening i think they were (laughs) i think they were Oh, uh, she says, but he has voiced a lot of villains. Yes, he has. Uh, fun fact, a couple of OG Star Wars actors have also appeared in the Big Bang Theory, like James Earl Jones. Yes, that was actually a very fun episode where he got, he and Sheldon spent the entire day together just acting like a couple of buddies and not doing like the, just the worshiping, oh my God, you're Darth Vader thing. Um, uh-huh. And then also Carrie Fisher. Oh. They've had several uh, cameos throughout the years of the Big Bang Theory. Stan Lee has also made a cameo on the Big Bang Theory <clears throat> until he had to issue that restraining order against Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <so> the, only, <laughs> the only Christopher Eccleston thing I've seen is Thor the Dark World. Uh, and then we have some feedback from Aaron. This subject line said Luke Skywalker and the Doctor. But hello, five-ish hosts. I had to play catch up this week and listen to your last two episodes back to back. I am so sorry, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> it was fun to hear the media you were all you all are were consuming. Since I have a lot of time to listen to books at work, I'm looking into some of your book choices. So that's good. On our Pride Month, there's a book I'd like to recommend. They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. It takes place in an alternate reality where each morning, a company known as Deathcast calls everyone who's going to die that day, letting them know. The book follows two young men who receive the call and how they spend their last day together. I'm not sure how I found the book, but I listened to it several times since. That does sound interesting. I'm going to have to mm-hmm. check that out. As for your mystery actors, Mark Hamill is a treasure. Obviously, I know him from Star Wars and his voice as the Joker. Everybody, did you know he was the second choice, second choice for the Joker? Tim Curry was cast and recorded your episodes. You mentioned Tim Curry, I get excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> but exited the role due to the strain on his voice. The most recent performance of his that I loved is voicing Chucky in the Child's Play remake. I forgot that he did Chucky. Mark did. As a Uh fan of Chucky, I actually enjoyed the new twist of the remake and Hamill was an amazing choice. Christopher Eccleston, I got familiar with your Doctor Who, but I first saw him in the Gone in 60 Seconds remake. I didn't think much about him at the time, but can I really expect much from a Nick Cage movie? (laughs) Valid point. Valid point. (laughs) Take care, Aaron. Oh, poor Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Not really, but yeah. I mean, not wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> so, sad thing is, I'm pretty sure I've seen Gone in 60 Seconds, and I don't remember Chris being. <laughs> I think, if I remember correctly, I rewatched it a couple years back. It's a real kind of blink and you miss. Okay. That he's, would, he's that there would probably for a little why. bit. For a few yeah. minutes and then he's gone. And if I remember correctly, I think he had like peroxide bleach blonde hair too. Oh, okay. So that kind of, if you don't know who or what you're looking for, it kind of 
Yeah, that that would do it. That would yeah, do it. I'm pretty sure I saw Gone sixty seconds before I got into Doctor Who. So I would not. I've been like, like that's Same. a round guy. Yeah, I would say I know. I yeah. definitely saw Twenty Eight Days Later before I ever watched Doctor Who, and I remember <laughs> seeing him. I remember him and that. So, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you both, Shalane and Aaron, for your feedback. So, moving on to my recap of My Adventures in Louisville for the first ever PopCon down there. And it, it was a thing. It was... It was it was a thing. Okay, here's the thing is and I this is I heard this a lot from people I, I talked to that were that were local locals. Um although there were a lot of people that are fans of, of PopCon in general that drove down to come to this one. Um even though they didn't necessarily have to, they could have waited till Indy, which would have been closer. But it was nice to see some of the popcorn regulars, um, you know, put in the the effort to come down, even if it was just for a day, uh, to support it. Because you know, if that's that's how these things <laughs> survive, um, but um, not just Kentucky, but kind of that weird part of the Midwest where like Indiana and Kentucky and Ohio kind of meet um does not have necessarily a very thriving like geek slash comic-con type event culture um Louisville has not hosted anything since the last time GalaxyCon was there speaking of which which was November, late November 2019, which is the, the con I went to and met Christopher Eccleston at. Um, uh, for whatever reason, GalaxyCon pulled out um, after that one and have not been back since. Um, and, and the thing is, the actual like co- proper convention center, which is downtown Louisville and near the river, is a very nice facility um you know it's it's quite large it's fairly new it's very spacious it's got a lot of amenities um so it's very easy to navigate and find parking nearby because i only went down for the one day um that time and but like the louisville and kind of surrounding area ever since granted we did have a pandemic have not had anything kind of fan related sense now you can go over to lexington obviously and go to lexington toy and comic expo which you're talking another out you know hour and a half um drive you know if you're in the louisville area um maybe even two hours i get you know depends on traffic and all that i'm sure um and you've got cincinnati they've got you know the cincinnati comic expo which i've been to and i'm hopefully planning on going to again 
this September because they've got several guests and I'm like, oh, yes, please. Because uh, that was the, the convention that Chauncey and I went to that we met Stan Lee. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's like, it's like uh, you've got options if you live in this area. But um, unfortunately, the city of Louisville, while the university is a great thing to have, and obviously the Kentucky Derby, Churchill Downs is right there. Um, but beyond that, the, the city itself is not necessarily thriving economically. Um, and so it, it, it kind of needs a, a little kick in the pants uh, to, to have something for at least some of the community to, to get excited about and spend money and inject that into the, the local economy. Um, so um, I don't know why. Popcon chose the Expo Center instead of the Convention Center. I'm sure it came down to availability and pricing, I'm sure, more than anything. Um, Now, the Expo Center is the Kentucky State Fairgrounds, so it's large. You know, it's very, very large, so there's plenty of space. Um, It's not necessarily as new and shiny as the Convention Center. (laughs) But it wasn't anything, you know, horribly run down. So the bathrooms, at least in the the vendor hall, could use some updating. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, The upstairs uh, was really nice. The bathrooms were really nice on the upstairs, too. So um, go figure. Um, But the thing is with it being the their fairgrounds, geographically... If you look at it from the top down, you have the Expo Center and the fairgrounds. There's a, a large section that's horse barn and, you know, the, the, the type of barns you would use for your, your cattle, your 4-H type stuff. Then you have the, the huge building that is Expo Center, which is labeled by the whatever wing it is that you're in, in this, this case, this popcorn was in the south wing but the road is just one big circle that goes around it and only goes one way so unfortunately yeah depending on which gate you go into the park you may have to drive like all the way around (laughs) to get to near the the part of the building you actually need um uh but then there's also a theme park an amusement park attached to it with kentucky kingdom so which used to be a six flags six Flags it's no longer part of the six flags um family of of theme parks but now so now it's just kentucky it's uh, the kentucky kingdom and the water park um which was open for business um i could see the ferris wheel from the highway before i even actually got off the interstate and was like, no, thank you. Uh, even though I wasn't going to go anywhere near it. I, I hate Ferris wheels. Uh, <laughs> even at a distance, I'm like, no, absolutely uh-huh. not. <laughs> <laughs> and even seeing like the roller coasters and hearing the screaming from the people. I'm like, 20 years ago, absolutely. I would have been right there with you, riding all the coasters. But now, not so much. <laughs> um. So, because of that, there are no hotels directly connected 
to the expo center or even within the boundaries of the the grounds uh so even the closest hotels are outside of where you would have to go you know go through to park uh your car um now i did see shuttle buses for a couple of the close hotels come and drop people off and pick them up so that's great um that didn't help me any granted my hotel didn't offer that anyway but it wouldn't help me any because i had a cart full of crap that i had to take in every day so <laughs> it was just much easier just to use my own vehicle um uh so we're we're a bit spoiled here in indianapolis and in some other places uh like columbus you know when i went to columbus last december for galaxy con and was able to stay in a hotel that is directly connected by via enclosed walkway to the convention center indianapolis is the same way we've got a number of hotels that are directly connected to either the convention center or the mall um which itself is connected <laughs> to the convention center via a parking garage um that you can walk through so we're lit we're definitely spoiled uh when it comes to be having that direct access uh without ever having to like go outside and worry about traffic and parking and blah blah blah, blah. um but you know it is what it is i've also been to plenty of conventions where i had to drive in pay to park and walk at least a little bit it's not the end of the world um uh, at least not for me, you know, obviously, you know, if you've got mobility issues or stuff like that, obviously that's going to be a concern, but for me, you know, it's a first world problem. Darn. I have to go outside and breathe fresh air for a couple of minutes to go from mm -hmm. my car yeah. to inside. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, um, so yeah, that's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a thing. Um, maybe with time if the the you know the 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 city can maybe you know get back on its feet a little better financially um and they see some some improvement that maybe at some point somebody's gonna be like you know what maybe we should build a hotel within the grounds yes <laughs> make it easier for our people who want to have an overnight trip a little right. closer to the park yeah well and, you know, if, you were, if you were going to the the amusement park um it does share uh the the entrance to the, all the parking um you, you you use the same gates regardless of okay. whether you're regardless of whether you're going to the expo center or the amusement park um, okay so oh, at least good. the gates that I went through. Now there right. are gates that are that are closer to the amusement park side, and I'm sure there's parking over there. Um, uh -huh. I just I had no need to go over there. So right. But yeah, I would I would think that maybe building a hotel within the grounds might not be a bad idea. Let's make but, this a win-win for everybody. Yeah, but I'm you know I'm playing with pretend money that's not mine so true uh, yeah i can say that i can say that for as much as i want because it's not actually going to do anything right um, yeah because of the fairgrounds yeah the people that come to the fair that stay for an extended period you know your 4-h kids 
you know, they're showing off their, you know, their, their animals or whatever. They tend to come in RVs and campers and stuff like that. At least that's the case at my state fairground. So I would imagine it's very similar for them. Um, that they, They've got some wide, you know, they got some areas where, uh, you know, the folks just show up with their trailer with their horses or their pigs or whatever. And they're their pop-up camper and that's what they do for the week or however long their, their state fair runs for. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they want to be near the, they got to be near the animals and stuff that they're caring for. So that's understandable. Um, so I, Chauncey and I stayed at the Staybridge, um, which, you know, without, uh, any sort of traffic delay delays, I could get from the parking lot of our hotel and parked at the expo center within like 10 minutes. Wow. So it's not bad. It, no. was, it was it wasn't bad. Um you know, State Seabridge is part of the 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 big family of, of hotel chains and includes like the holiday inns and and stuff like that. So and we get loyalty points for stuff like that. Um and they offered a free hot breakfast, which is which was my biggest thing because like if I could start my day off with a decent breakfast then I'm mm-hmm. good. So Chauncey doesn't doesn't care so much because he's not a breakfast guy, but me, I was like, I can get up, get whatever it is they're offering, and get a decent decent meal to start the day off, and and everything after that is is gravy. Um, and it was literally gravy because they offered Brit biscuits and gravy every single morning <laughs> nice if you're a biscuits I, and I gravy had, fan i had some I, yeah i had some combination of biscuits and gravy scrambled eggs um they had these breakfast potatoes that were Ooh, oh yummy. my god so good um and Sounds juice, like my kind of breakfast yeah and juice <laughs> and usually yogurt so gotta keep regular Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was that was always good to to start the day off right. And then I always made a plate for Chauncey and just stuck it in the fridge on our room. <laughs> like here you go, here's brunch for like when you here, wake up. Eat yeah. later. Yeah, <laughs> for you it will be brunch, but yes. uh, whatever works. <laughs> um, so I we both drove down uh Thursday last Thursday morning or actually it was afternoon, um. Uh, Chauncey and I drove separate because the company he works for has an office in Louisville. So it was technically, at least part of it was a work trip for him, a proper work trip. So, uh, but he needed to be able to go to the office and I needed to be able to go to the expo center. So we drove separate cars. Um, so he went straight to the office. I went straight to the expo center, uh, got checked in got the the vendor badges and unloaded the car with all the stuff and set the table up um and was able to do that uh within a a couple hours um so they were poor folks that run these things you know i've done enough of these and know enough people that run them to know that you know you can try to plan for every instance but something is always bound to not go right so in this case um they accidentally grabbed a load of tablecloths that weren't clean 
Uh oh. So then somebody had to go, somebody had to go back to Indy to get the proper tablecloths. <laughs> so not all the vendor tables had tablecloths right away. Um, I never actually got a proper. I never actually got a vendor chair, like the chairs allotted for my table. Um, but it just so happened that uh, John Graham of um who's a, a a friend of mine he does a lot of the kids programming for popcon um he had an excess of chairs in the kids area so he's like just take one of mine <laughs> like okay cool <laughs> so I, I i just ended up letting him know uh they had set up a, a discord uh for popcon this year which was really helpful and really good to have on my phone um so we you know people were able to message and be like you know which which gate do I need to go in that's closest to to where we need to be or what time you know how late can I get there and still get my badge and that sort of thing so at first I was like I don't have chairs but I know other you know there are some other people that are like I don't have chairs and you know I've got mobility problems and really need to be able to sit down so I was like I don't have chairs but get them to the people who need them first because it wasn't you know what wasn't any skin off my teeth at that point whether I had a chair or not um and then john gave me one of his chairs so then i was like i got a chair i'm fine so they didn't have to worry about me um so but yeah i got the the, the table all sent up four trips to the car later i got the table set up because i kept forgetting stuff <laughs> it should have only taken two because i didn't have enough space in my wagon to get everything in one trip but after the second trip, I realized I kept forgetting stuff. So then I needed two additional trips to <laughs> the car. <laughs> so those things four, happen. Four trips to the car later, I was getting my steps in. Because uh, I sure as heck wanted me weren't going to be doing that much walking once the convention started. Because I would be at the table. Um, so I was like, yeah, it's okay. I'm getting my steps in. It's all good. Um, and so yeah so i went back to the hotel and crashed because it had been a long day because i'd been up really early getting stuff done and then i saw to work <laughs> my day job before i could leave um so it had been a long day so yeah i was just i was chauncey ordered pizza so we got to try some local pizza which is one of our things that we all, almost always do when we travel is we try the local pizza it was pretty good um and then i was out i was out cold <laughs> <laughs> there something i was up friday got breakfast um and then got myself ready and got to the the expo center um and you know did the final touch-ups on the table and then the vendor hall opened uh 30 minutes early for vip badge holders um and then it was open to everyone a half an hour after that uh friday was um you know not terribly busy you know it is summer but, you know, a lot of people still have to work on Fridays. Uh, so that was not too surprising that it wasn't too terribly busy that Friday. Um, I use that fact 
to get the two autographs that I wanted to get. So I did not do uh-huh. any of the fo- I did not do any of the photo ops. Um, but I did get the two autographs that I wanted. So I got uh, Richard Horvitz um, on my uh, Power Rangers movie poster. <laughs> so see, um, he is the he is Alpha Five among others he's been several incarnations of alpha <laughs> alpha's evolved since the power rangers started 30 years ago um so um so i was able to get his autograph which was um fun so we were joking about the fact that it was like because he, he saw all the other autographs and i was like hey and yours and then paul freeze who played ivan ooze is going to be at cincinnati in september Nice. So I was like, I can get Paul Freeze, and I need to, you know, I'm gonna obviously I need to get, you know, Bulk and Skull at some point. Um, you know, Rita Repulsa. You know, I have to get hers at some point. Unfortunately, I cannot get Brain Fart. I'm so tired. Um, Jason. No, uh, Rita, the other one, Rita's husband. She... Oh, um. I can see the oh. characters. Can't think of the name. Red, all muscly. Looks like his skin's been peeled off. Uh, yeah, I know who that is. Oh my goodness! What? Ah, <laughs> uh, my brain stopped working at like ten you o'clock saw last night. Power Ranger fans. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a fan. I'm just also old and tired, and my brain. Like, doesn't start with a Z. Z- Lord Zed, there we go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I would get there eventually. It's like it's not Zordon. <laughs> no. No. Uh. Uh. So yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Lord Zed. Uh. Unfortunately, I cannot get his. Uh. Um autograph or at least the the guy who voices lord zed because robert axelrod passed away a couple years ago so um but uh yeah anyway now that my my gerbil's back on the wheel uh, <laughs> <laughs> corrected uh, it yes uh so i was able i got i got his uh his autograph on my on my poster um and then I got um, Ross Marquand, who um, actually is several character Marvel characters that may or may not be canon, depending on how you look at it. Because obviously he was, as we discussed last week, he took over for Red Skull after Hugo Weaving was like, no, I'm not doing all that makeup again for Infinity War and Endgame. Um and then he also does Red Skull and Ultron and some of the Ultron bots in What If. Um, and then some of the Ultron sentries in Multiverse of Madness. Uh, so he's he's got in several spots in the in the MCU. <laughs> so um but he was he was nice to meet as as well and he signed my my marvel thing um so that was that was cool uh so i got those autographs out of the way and i was like okay good 
got that taken care of. So, um, I mean, there could I could have gotten more, but you know, I, I had to prioritize, especially considering the guest list that is coming for Popcon Indie. So I need to save my pennies between now and the end of August. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Friday Friday was was pretty chill, um, literally and figuratively, because I found out really quickly that inside the vendor hall it was freezing. <laughs> absolutely, to me, it was absolutely freezing. I was sitting there with like the duff door on my lap thinking that there's some way he was going to help keep me warm. Uh, <laughs> like, come on, doctor, so, unteddy, unteddy, come on, be the yeah. warm bear that I know you were. <laughs> yeah, like I was so cold. Um it was it was it was I mean, I already run cold as it is. Uh you know, if it yeah, we're not newlyweds by any means, but you know, Chauncey and I were ever to end up on something like the newlywed game and they were to ask, like, what's the you know, what is something that we disagree on in our marriage? The only answer would be the thermostat. So <laughs> <laughs> especially in the cold. summertime. Especially in the summertime. So because I run cold, he runs warm. So mm -hmm. it's a it's a constant struggle. <laughs> so so yeah, it was it was cold. Um and uh that made things slightly unpleasant, uh honestly. Um so uh by the time the vendor vendor hall closed, I'm like, I am going back to the hotel and warming up <laughs> and getting something to eat and calling it a night because I wanted to stay because uh they were doing a, a drag show um uh, as that evening's entertainment but i was like i'm tired and i'm cold and i'm hungry so i was like i'm sorry <laughs> i must leave mm -hmm. um and then saturday of course with these things saturdays are always the big the biggest and busiest days um so, um, and that is the uh day that I saw a lot of people um the some that had come down just for the day. Sean from the caption life uh came down with one of his kids uh so they did their did their kingpin and spider man cosplay together um which was fun uh so. Oh, uh, Saturday was also my first panel, which was Nina Geeky Tune. I was really concerned that hardly, like, if anybody was going to show up, because Name That Geeky Tune had been scheduled at the same time as Twisted Tunes. Oh, no. Uh -oh. Whoopsies. Granted, I had no control over that, but still. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, if you know anything about Twisted Tunes, it is a hot ticket. Commodity. Metaphor yeah. Yeah, yeah. Metaphorically. Uh, yeah, it is It is a hot commodity on any convention schedule. So 
I even had fr I even had uh, a friend that at first had told me he was going to come to to name a geeky tune, and then realized that Twisted Tunes were the same time. And he's like, "I'm so sorry, I'm going to go to Twisted Tunes instead." I'm like, "That is okay. I would go to Twisted Tunes instead if I had a choice." <laughs> uh -huh. So, um, although I guess I didn't really miss. I mean, Twisted Tunes is always fun, but um, he told me after the fact that they only had three voiceover artists for it um i don't know why they only had three um and they didn't do a specific movie they did scenes out of several different movies instead so they did they did like the opening scene of the godfather and then did like the uh the the uh cheeseburger royale with cheese conversation in the car from pulp fiction <laughs> So, among other things so it doesn't you know uh after last year's twisted tunes at indie with you know the 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 cast that was you know maurice lamarch and rob polson and and um oh billy was his face uh from futurama that can never think of his last name and um and uh uh there's Maurice and Paul and Billy and Jim Cummings. Was there another one? Maybe it was just those. Anyway, but that's a stat cast. Uh yes. <laughs> so, Very. And they did Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, which is a really good choice. Um so yeah, last last year's Twisted Tunes was so good that I think I almost probably would have been a little disappointed if I actually had been able to go. <laughs> so, uh, so in the end, it it wasn't uh, it wasn't that big a deal. Um, um, and I actually did have a decent turnout for the panel. I probably had I probably ended up with a couple dozen people. Nice. And actually, one of the the popcon staff that came in to help me with um, getting my laptop set up so I could get sound out of it and working with the projector, um, I saw her after in the vendor hall. She walked by my table and she said she asked me how it went. You know, if I had any technical difficulties or anything. I was like, no, it went really well. She's like. You had the best turnout of any panel I'd seen so far this weekend that wasn't a celebrity panel. Wow. So apparently the panels are not being that heavily attended if it didn't involve a celebrity. Um so uh, but I it, I had fun. Uh just I still had some technical difficulties, but that wasn't their problem. It was the fact that I built the whole thing in PowerPoint, and that's not necessarily the best software program. For something like this but it's what i know uh so <laughs> i made it work and the audience didn't seem to care they got some amusement out of me getting a little flustered um i got the the three <laughs> we did the to get the the three contestants we played a game of hot potato oh nice uh, so i play it was like yeah hot potato slash musical chairs so i got like a nerf type football for them to to toss around the room and then when the music stopped whoever had it got to play um 
which I don't know what I was thinking, asking a room full of nerds to do something physical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I was thinking. Um, but we got our three contestants, um, and uh, you know, we, we played. I did three rounds, uh, ten clips each. Uh, each round was themed. Uh, so the first round was cartoons. So uh, every clip was from something animated. Um, and then the second round was space and time. So it could be from, uh, you know, IP that involved either space travel and or time travel. Um, so there was that. And then the last round was nothing but Danny Elfman uh clips <laughs> from his yeah you know, i was like well you know it's not like he's got like a hundred plus you know credits to his name as a film composer so, you know it should be real easy uh, uh -huh. so uh, i almost had to take away some street nerd street craig cards uh, -oh. uh some from some folks <laughs> uh so um especially considering with some of them i i i specifically would pick certain pieces of music because they had a connection to either uh a past current or future popcon guest oh nice so Ooh. it was like if you know your popcon guests yeah you, you know you got potentially a little leg up there so um and for some people that helped uh, and you know, I mean, I also tried to make it some that were like really easy and very obvious. Like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure at this point, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, you will recognize the theme to the Mandalorian. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, given, <laughs> yeah, but then there were some that, uh, that people didn't. They didn't necessarily get so like apparently not as many people. Yeah, you know, they may have watched the show but weren't paying attention during the opening credits, and that uh, nobody recognized the theme to Star Trek Picard. Really? Yeah, nobody <laughs> got that one. Wow. So, oh well. Uh, uh -huh. But at, at the end, uh, you know, every every contestant did at least get one right so nobody was Yay. completely completely shut out um you know but of the 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 30 clips i had combined between the three contestants they only got 13 wow out of 30 so and i'm uh, the audience probably got the same amount very similar so close to you know in between the audience and the three contestants, they got a good majority of them, at least. Um, which is good. So I get, okay. I threw I, I handed out uh Marvel fruit snacks to the audience members nice. when they got when they when they got them right, which again, nerd, why am I trying to throw stuff? Uh, <laughs> why do I insist on physical exertment when it's a nerdy thing? is beyond me uh <laughs> did somebody wind up feeling some of your fruit snacks uh no but it's just uh, there's okay. a lot of like i would miss the person by several feet they'd have to get up and go over and get it so gotcha well, <laughs> or the I person would... in front of them would catch it 
Okay. And so they just have to turn and hand it to the person. <laughs> gotcha. Well, why I was asking as I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and I saw you made a comment on Brandon's, one of Brandon's posts is like, wait a minute, you had snacks? Yeah. <laughs> you got snacks? I so had I some left over. I had a few left over that it didn't get handed out. Uh-huh. And I wandered over to the, because uh, we, we, our my panel didn't, end up taking up its an entire its entire allotment time time allotment uh so i had a little bit of time before i was kind of really expected back at my table um so i wandered out to where the podcast stage was uh, which brandon had been running all weekend um and it happened that kj was out there with oh nice uh, uh jonah and uh Pat Patrick and uh they were doing the, the KJ Today show essentially in in live podcast format. But then when they got done, Brandon was going to do uh an episode of the Brandon Peter show with Patrick and one of the guys from the Normies. Um and uh <laughs> I think it was a guy from the Normies said something or Brandon asked him if he needed anything, like water or something. And uh, the guy from the Normies, unfortunately, I can't remember his name, um, was like, yeah, I know, you know, some water be nice, you know, yeah, a little, little something pick me up. And I was like, well, here, you know, I'll, I'll supply you with a little bit of a sugar rush. And I gave all three of, there were three of them. I had three things of fruit snacks left. So I'm like, here you go. Have some fruit snacks. So, nice. So, you know, I, I was still kind of playing booth mom mm -hmm. in yeah. a way. <laughs> Uh-huh. Once the booth mom, always it, the booth mom. <laughs> it, it went greatly underappreciated in Brandon's mm -hmm. case, which mm. <laughs> pull my chain. No snacks for you next year. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> you think you're getting anything from me come this August? Think again, mister. <laughs> Put you in booth mom time out. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Do not anger the booth, mom. Rule number mm -hmm. one. Rule number two. See rule number one. Mm hmm. Exactly. Um. So yeah, and then I went back to the you know the, the table and, and hung out there until the day was done, and then I went and watched the uh, cosplay contest, um, which is always exciting. Very, some very good. Uh, well done cosplays um so that was uh quite entertaining as it always is so of course yeah you know, me being me some cosplay when it comes to to cosplay if i this at this point it's like if i don't recognize it my automatic default is i don't know what that is so it's either from a video game or it's anime because so. <laughs> i at least recognize a lot of stuff even if i don't necessarily watch it mm -hmm. but a lot of the anime stuff like i know that it's anime I just have no idea what it is, but like anime, it's it's a lot of anime has a very distinct look to it. Okay. So when you see one, see one, see someone cosplaying something that's from an anime, you just can kind of tell. 
uh, even if you don't necessarily know what it is. Although there are some that I do recognize um, because they're a bit more mainstream. Like, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recognize one of the Sailor Scouts when mm-hmm. you know when i see one uh pokemon obviously uh you know i recognize not just ash but you know team rockets and some of the other uh you know pokemon trainers and, and stuff like that um um but yeah the, a lot of the anime i kudos to the guy who's the mc who is who is cosplaying himself as beetlejuice which was really cool Oh, nice uh <laughs> he did a really good job too but kudos to him for uh being able to pronounce as far as i could tell correctly the names of these characters and the animes they were from as the contestants came up onto the stage he'd be like and now contestant you know Susie, whatever cosplaying I have no idea from something very long and Japanese sounding, you know. <laughs> so, you know, kudos to him for uh, being able to to do that. I guess that's why they they had him be the MC. So, um, but that that was fun um, to 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 see all the the cosplayers, you know, and the, the stuff they've done. There's some really really good cosplays out there. Um, so. Um, and I went back to the well. I got dinner. I picked up dinner. Um, there was a restaurant. <laughs> there is a restaurant. Um, that is uh on the corner of the street that feeds essentially into Gate Four of the Expo grounds. Um, and. I, this must be a Louisville thing or a Kentucky thing. This restaurant chain, apparently they've got a few of them, but it's it's one building, but it's two restaurants in the same building. So when you walk in, there's the one hostess table, or you know, uh, you know, counter or whatever, and you walk up. Yeah, to 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 tell them, you know, how many people are in your party that you know need seating, and they're like Mexican or Italian, because hmm. there's a me- both a Mexican restaurant and Italian restaurant in this building. Interesting. It is very interesting. Uh, interesting combination. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, what do you do if somebody really wants both? Yeah, fusion. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if, if Italian Mexican has been had a fusion. I was like, I, yet. Would like yeah, I was like, I would like some fettuccine Alfredo with a chimichanga on the side. <laughs> and can you turn can you turn a peach bellini into a margarita? Uh, Ooh, you know? that's, hey, I like I like the yeah. way you think. I like the way you think. Yeah. So I just ordered the Italian and I ordered it to go so I could take it back to the, the hotel room and I'll have to deal with uh uh waiting for seating and, and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. And I, I could also, you know, eat my dinner in, in peace where I had control over the thermostat because that too again <laughs> I was cold. I did wear pants on Saturday. Uh thankfully I was smart and grabbed a pair and threw it in the suitcase as a almost an afterthought because I had packed uh scorts um mostly um 
and that's what i wore on friday and that's why my legs were cold but it was like so i wore i wore pants on saturday but it was still kind of cold um not as cold but a lot of that had to do with the fact that i was getting up and walking to like the panel room and back and there were more people um so that helps the the extra extra bodies and therefore body heat mm-hmm. um but chauncey uh had worked saturday morning and he spent saturday afternoon um he went to one of the like state parks or something and he went um fishing not really uh because he wasn't trying to catch anything he was just kind of out chilling enjoying nature and the peace and quiet um and then he went to a it wasn't demolition derby but it was auto racing in the mud (laughs) so (laughs) mudding almost but yeah he went yeah so he went and did that uh saturday evening so um uh so yeah uh and and i got my stuff uh tidied up and together so it'd be easier uh sunday morning um so so sunday morning i was just able to get up and get breakfast and then get all my stuff you know grab my last minute toiletries that i'd use that morning and throw them in suitcase and lug everything down to the car because then chauncey would be the one to check us out of the hotel once he got up um so and then i went back to the expo center and did day three which was um uh slower <laughs> than it had been the day before um i did uh i i did some wandering uh a couple of times i i had this idea when i was cleaning up when i got back to the hotel saturday evening um because you know um uh, obviously you know i had my little signs and the business cards for five ish girls and gold standard um for for people to grab um i had my little setup of it's supposed to be a planter that my mom got me for my birthday that's shaped like mm-hmm. a corgi uh-huh. um i don't do plants so but i was like i could still use this so i used it to hold all the stickers that i had accumulated that i was now had out on the table for like kids when they walked by you know as a little kid yeah they would see it and they'd see the stickers and then they would be like oh stickers you know and i'd like go ahead take some please i've (laughs) amassed a large collection of stickers and i only have so many surfaces i can attach these to so please take take some um but the corgi yeah was the the container for those so um and then i had my upcycled uh greeting cards out uh for people to uh peruse um i played with the how they are arranged in the box a few times so uh because i had i'd have people that would ask for something specific um and in some cases i did have something that they were looking for in some cases i didn't so um but we did i did yeah we did get a couple that that found new homes so that's good um i may have given away a few as 
additional additions to the uh prizes for name that geeky tune. <laughs> so, um uh but the raffle which i had i got this basket that was like just the right size to hold everything i got it at goodwill so it was really cheap um and I had it on the table and I had it all arranged with all the stuff. And there was Grogu sitting on top of it, looking adorable um, <laughs> and very eye-catching. And I had a sign, you know, for what it was, you know, win, win this and, you know, how they could get tickets to try and win. Um, I had all the legalese on the back, if anybody really cared about reading legalese. Um, but I wasn't getting, I wasn't having much luck at people entering the raffle. Huh. Uh, yeah, so that's bad. Yeah. So, and, and, and part of it, I realized when I was thinking about it while I was eating my dinner Saturday night, I was like, you know, I, cause I, you know, I do people watching sitting there at, at the table or standing at the table and I would see some of the same people walk by multiple times, which, you know, that's, that's fine. But I realized that probably 90% of the people that I would see walk by were fans. You know, they either had, you know, the, the badge on or the, the what single day wristband on or whatever. I was like, you know what? While they're walking around being able to see all the stuff, you know, the vendors are probably like me and stuck at their table. And aren't getting a chance to walk around. <laughs> mm. well, yeah, that's a good point. So I decided to that uh, Sunday morning, once uh, stuff uh, picked up a you know a little bit, or, you know at least uh, you know the the doors were open, so people were coming in. It's like I want to take this basket. I'm just gonna walk around with it and good see idea. if I can yeah you know, see if I can get any nibbles. And I did. Yay! I got some nibbles. So, because awesome. I, I had this, I had this basket full of things, and I had my roll of raffle tickets, and people would be like, "Oh, what you got there?" And they're like, "Let me tell you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what I got here. So, take a um, look what I got in my bag. In my bag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in my basket. Yep. Felt a little, little bit like Anya Stark with her uh, thing of of cockerels. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh so yeah i got a, i got a few nipples that way i even got a, a, an additional uh prize added to the oh. gift baskets so, wow, nice. uh, yeah because uh kj contributed uh a oh. pack of uh vinyl stickers that uh because she had a whole awesome. bunch of of uh sticker packs from uh conquest journals who is the official sponsor cool. of the KJ Today Show? Nice. Um, so KJ was like, "Here, you want some some stickers?" I was like, "Add to the basket." So um, that was good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I got I got some more some more uh, nibbles with the the raffle, um, and then I had my other panel. Um, your local library, more than just books. Yes. Uh, essentially a panel about the power of libraries yes um which um this was my first time actually presenting this panel so this was a nice um first That's run it. <laughs> it was kind of 
a blessing that I didn't have a lot of people in the panel room. <laughs> so, uh, but at the same time, you know, the few that I had uh, were very uh, kind and enjoyed it. Uh, so that's good. And I got some constructive uh, feedback on things I could, I could tweak. And even I realized as I was presenting it, because before I had just been like researching and throwing stuff in the PowerPoint and writing notes. But when you're actually presenting it and like speaking it out loud, you uh -huh. realize that maybe there's some spots where stuff isn't necessarily flowing the best so i even noticed there's some spots where i should make some tweaks and then i got some constructive feedback to for some other tweaks so i will work on that between now and in conjunction in a couple weeks so that's good um yeah so um and i did uh i did a little wandering around a little bit of shopping i didn't necessarily need to buy anything i did end up buying uh, some jewelry um, from one vendor who had all sorts of sorts of stuff uh, for sale. Um, so, but I got uh, a couple pairs of earrings and um, this wild, very blingy, sparkly uh, skeleton hand uh, hair clip. Nice. <laughs> so, since I chopped all my hair off, I have no need for hair ties or scrunchies and things like that. So, but a good a good barrette or you know hair clip uh, would not go in this because it is long enough to 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 use stuff like that. So, um, and this really cool like skull ring that I'll probably wear when we go see Metallica later this year. So nice. <laughs> Uh, and then this other vendor where she hand makes her jewelry and she had corgi earrings. So, of course, I had to buy oh, those. Cool. So, um, and then my You're only like other. The when it comes to that, you can't walk by yeah. anything corgi without picking it up. Yeah. Just it's a like a fez. If I was a doctor and a corgi was a fez, it'd be exactly the same. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I ain't, I'm easy to please. Give me Corgi uh -huh. and call yep. it a day. <laughs> uh, so my only other purchase that wasn't food, um, because I did buy uh, the um, Moonshine Chocolate Company, um, who I've encountered. Uh, they were at PopCon last year in Indy, and I've seen them at one other convention. I can't remember which one. Um but uh, they've since the last time I've seen them, they've expanded their offerings because before they are offering like uh, these these truffles, but instead of them being like like bonbon shaped, theirs are like little sticks, kind of like if you took a, the individual stick off like a Kit Kat. Um, but they're different uh, flavors. Um, you know, some very obvious, like what you'd expect with chocolates, you know, like a cherry or cookies and cream, but then they have some wild ones. They had one that's got like cayenne pepper in it. No, thank you. Um, and then they've always had fudge as well. Um, but their flavors for both have been greatly expanded. And then they also had different chocolate coated goodies as well like your chocolate covered uh raisins 
like you're wanting to do, you got your turtles, which are pecans held together essentially with caramel and chocolate. Um, but they had these chocolate covered blueberries, but the chocolate was also blueberry flavored. Oh, that sounds really good. Oh my God. They were so good. (laughs) They were so, I can't believe that, that, the that, the, um, the quantity that I got actually survived to Sunday of the convention because I bought it Friday, like as, wow. as soon as the convention was open Friday afternoon. I'm surprised that they lasted till Sunday, probably because I also had fudge to to bounce to <laughs> as well, uh-huh. which the fudge was really good, too, because I got some cookies and cream. So it was cream with the Oreo in it. It was really good. Um, and then they had red velvet which was Ooh. also really good. So I was like, ah, uh, yeah. But oh my God, those blueberries. Uh, oh my. <laughs> Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Dangerous, I tell you. Uh, and I know they've got an online store, so I will make sure to link them in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> really, you can't go wrong with anything you buy from them. It just kind of depends on what your your particular uh, inclination is when it comes to sweets. <laughs> so because i've also had the truffles i got the truffles the first time i i saw them and those were really good and fudge so (laughs) i've also gotten the fudge other flavors of the fudge they're they've got one that's salted caramel goodness um so yeah uh so besides that and here's something that makes not just any popcom, but any convention at the Indianapolis Convention Center, different than this event at at this particular venue. Because we're in the South, specifically Kentucky. Um, I don't know if this is the case for all events that are held at the Expo Center, but at least with 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 popcom Louisville, you could buy booze. There were bars there 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 was a there were bars several bars set up throughout the expo center that you could do cocktails and various beers <laughs> uh, of course i'm sure cocktails using kentucky made bourbon i'm sure um but then there was an also there's also a vendor that was doing um a, adult smoothies and margaritas and spiced lemonade. So, you know, by Saturday afternoon, I was like, I will take some lemonade with vodka in it, please. And after <laughs> that, I didn't care if it was cold and my feet hurt. So, <laughs> this is definitely quite interesting to see people walking around, like looking at Funko Pops while they've got like a Miller Lite in one hand. <laughs> or other to the hold my beer yeah or other beverages so i don't know if that made it better or worse as far as people spending money but uh, all i know is I, I i finished that and i was feeling much better uh about the the temperature inside and the the condition of my my joints at the moment uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and i was i mean i i was not drunk by any means i was just 
more chill. Um, and by the time it was time to go, I was completely sober. So um, it also helped that I had the blueberries and the fudge and all the other snacks I brought with me as well. So, um, so yeah, the, the only other thing besides the jewelry and the, the chocolate and the booze and some of, some of the chocolates that they sell actually has booze in it. Um, but I did not partake of it. Well, they, he did give me a sample of one of their bourbon uh, chocolate-covered cherries, which was still really good, but oh my god, the blueberries. Um, but So the only other thing that I spent money on that I didn't necessarily plan on, but it was such a good deal that um, I couldn't, I really couldn't pass it up, is... Since PopCon is going into their 10th year, obviously they have amassed quite a bit of signage uh -huh. and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, specifically, the giant vinyl banners that will hang behind the celebrities table in the autograph uh -huh. area. Yes. And what did you pick up? I may have picked up Henry Simmons' sign from the year he was at PopCon. Nice. <laughs> and it may or may not be signed by Henry. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. And the fact that it has Natalia on also on there, even though she ended up having to cancel. Nice. Uh, so, but it's, you know, it's got a picture of him. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a picture of him and Yo-Yo uh, nice. from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on there. And Max awesome. got his shotgun axe strapped to his back. So I was like, Ooh, yeah, I'll take cool, that. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Mine, please. I have no idea what I'm going to do with this thing because it is huge. <laughs> right now, it's just rolled up, <laughs> waiting for some place to go. <laughs> so, and it may have to stay that way for a while. But for yep. but it was like I was like yes please I will take uh, that yeah. <laughs> so yep so uh yeah uh so then I did the raffle drawing which to keep it fair I did not draw the tickets but I had a uh, big um uh, down the way. Um, in the next uh, block of uh, artist alley type tables uh, was the guys from the Established Facts podcast. Cool. And uh, Big Don uh, was there with his family, and it happened that he was he was sitting at the table with his three boys. Mm -hmm. So I said I need a child, and one child volunteered. Didn't know what he was volunteering for, but he volunteered. So to keep we will get you everywhere <laughs> to keep to, so to keep it fair, I had someone who doesn't really know me that well. I mean, Don knows me, but his kids don't. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, you know, and so I had a, a an impartial hand reach in and and pick out the winning ticket. So and it wasn't Brandon's. <laughs> so which Brandon happened to walk up right after. The ticket was pulled. <laughs> He's like, "Did I win?" I'm like, 
No, no, you did not. He's like, it's rigged. I'm like, blame the child. <laughs> Don't look at me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. problem. Blame the per- blame the child with the small hand. He's the one that that picked the ticket. So, uh, but the winner actually ended up being um, the husband uh, helping out his wife in the one of the booths right near where I was. Uh, so, um, so I hand delivered hand delivered their prize to them, and they were very excited. They they've got two young kids at home. Cool. Um, so the uh, yeah, I tried to make sure that whoever won, that there was, in theory, a nice balance of items that were appropriate for both. If it was an adult that didn't have any kids and just, you know, had other adult friends that they game with, that they can make that work. Or, you know, if it happened to be someone with children, that it would also be appropriate. So... Um, but in this case, it went to someone who's got, you know, two two kids um, that would be. They said that they would, their kids will be very excited to to bust open those those games and stuff. So oh, we wow. had a we had a nice laugh over the um, the uh, the copy of uh, Cards Against Humanity that I put in there because it was a family edition. Oh, nice. Which is which is nice. Um, there are several different family editions out there. Um, but uh-huh. this one was glow in the dark. Oh, cool. And, well, it, it being, you got to remember though, it's cards against humanity. So the game doesn't glow in the dark. It's just the box. Oh, <laughs> and it even says so on the back of the box. That <laughs> 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 it's just the box. Because <laughs> I, because he, he was like, oh, I didn't know there was a family edition. He's like, oh, glow in the dark. I said, yeah, I'm not sure if it's just the box that glows in the dark or if the cards do too. And I said, knowing cards against humanity, it's just the box. And then later he's like, yeah, it says here on the back, it's just the box that glows in the dark. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> cards against humanity, I love you all. They have the weirdest sense of humor. Yes. Uh, it's like, um, um, uh, I think I saw it on TikTok when they did, they were doing the, uh, everything bagel edition. And some people, when they got theirs in the mail, the shipping box was full of loose everything bagel seasoning. It's Cards Against Humanity. They do what they want. (laughs) They like to say it's a card game for bad people, but they're not really that bad. They're just, they just have a really weird sense of humor. So, Mm -hmm. or that time that they did, like, I don't know, they did some sort of campaign or something and everybody that contributed got a dollar. Like they, they literally mailed all the people just a dollar. (laughs) i mean they know what they they know what they're doing when it comes to marketing so um yeah but yeah the i think the the the, their kids will definitely enjoy that they can do the the family edition of cards against humanity there was uh, a pokemon uh tabletop card game um there was a one of the funko uh games that uh they gave me last year at gen con um, there was a, a copy of Throw Throw Avocado. 
from hmm. Exploding Kittens, which if you know Throw Throw Burrito, um, this is the next in that line of games. And actually, if you own Throw Throw Burrito, there are uh, instructions uh, on how to combine it with Throw Throw Avocado. So <laughs> you can either play them separately or together. Uh, uh, there are some, uh, some uh, boxes of candy in there. Um, there is a plush Grogu. Nice. Um, there is a uh, thing of hand sanitizer in a Grogu themed. I don't know what you call those things, the rubbery things you can put your little bottles of hand sanitizer in. Like a holder. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it had Grogu on it. Um, and some, um, I think they were like 32 ounce cups, tumblers. They were like summer themed. So nice and big, you know, big enough to hold, you know, your beverage of choice. Um, and then the, the sticker pack that KJ threw in there. So. So, I think it was a, a pretty good collection of uh of of stuff. So like nice fun and games in there. So fun for every little something for everybody, every age, every inclination. So um and like I said, they they really, really seem to be happy that they won. So <laughs> the husband, Christopher, he was like, I haven't won anything in a very long time. I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> So. <laughs> so that was that was fun even if brandon is a sore loser <laughs> um i'm just kidding i don't know he's just kidding too don't and don't anybody take any of that seriously brandon and i just like to pull each other's each other's chain every now and then uh that's just the way we roll in the popcorn family we're gonna uh-huh. bust each other's balls every now and then most of the time we're making fun of Carl and his questionable pattern short short uh choices, but uh yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um he didn't wear really obnoxious shorts this time. He had a really, really obnoxious like highlighter yellow hat on. Uh both thir- the Thursday when we were doing vendor loaded, I think he was wearing it again Saturday. But uh, yeah, the shorts, he, usually Sunday is when he wears like his most outrageously patterned shorts. Uh, but well, the pair he was wearing on Sunday wasn't, I wouldn't say that those were that outrageous. Maybe he's, maybe he's keeping it toned down because the, the Kentucky community doesn't quite, they don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Indy, we <laughs> expect it because we know better. Right. But he's like, this is a new crowd. We don't want to scare him off quite yet with the craziness that is carl's crazy collection of shorts so you you have to acclimatize and then up the ante yeah maybe by year like three he can really bust out the really obnoxious looking stuff so uh uh, it was time to pack up packed up everything uh loaded in the car and uh Got everything out to the car, in the car, turned the car on, and realized that I didn't have my cell phone. Whoopsies. So then I had to, yeah, so then I had to get back out, grab my badge, all the way back in there. It was sitting on the table. Um, Yeah. I mean, I realized right away I didn't have it, I, uh, because... 
have it connected to my stereo. So when I get in, it connects to Bluetooth and usually uh, mu- like it'll start playing music. So when right. I get in and turn the car on and there's no sat, there's nothing. I was like, okay, so I don't have my phone. <laughs> <laughs> don't panic. but <laughs> Yeah. So nice thing is I have an electric starter on my car. Cool. A remote starter. So, so I can, I can, I can set the AC close the car, lock it, start it with the remote and have it running with the AC on while I went back in to get my phone. So by the time I came back out, it was nice and cool. Yep. Uh, so that's a win. Uh-huh. We're turning lemonade out of lemons here. The electric uh, start is good for both winter and summer. It <laughs> is. It really Ladies is. And gentlemen. Yeah. So, um, so then it was time to hit the road. I hit Starbucks on the way out, of course. Um, so I had a little, little something, something on the road because Chauncey left as soon as he got up and was able to check out the hotel and went home. Um, so then I had the, the drive home, which it's really easy. It's practically a straight shot <laughs> from Louisville to, to where I live. So uh, really, it was just like, hey, drive until you see the sign for your house essentially <laughs> your streets <laughs> your street yep your streets um so got home unloaded i have not even come close to unpacking yet at this point but uh that's Can't okay say I don't blame you <laughs> yep uh so um but yeah i mean overall i think it went well um I know P. I heard concerns from some of the vendors that I stopped and talked to that they weren't necessarily happy. Like that, some of them they were they were okay. I wouldn't say necessarily happy, but they were okay with the foot traffic. But people weren't necessarily spending any money. Uh, um, gotcha. uh so um. Uh, from what they could see, it seemed like a lot of people were spending their money on the celebrities, um, more than more than anything. Which I think that comes from a experience with these types of things. I think because when I first started going to cons, that was really like my main priority is if there was a celebrity there like you know my first gen con in 2013 when peter davison was there like as soon as the doors open and i was able to go in like i was beelining to where peter davison was i was not concerned about even like i had like blinders on i was not even seeing the stuff that i was walking by um is because I didn't know any better. You know, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know what the con experience necessarily was like. I just knew there was a celebrity there that I really wanted to meet. And that, mm-hmm. therefore, that was that was my priority. Um, but with time, you know, obviously, you know, occasionally there's still a celebrity that I went to go and see and get an autograph from and maybe get a photo. But then there are some times where I, there aren't. And it doesn't matter. You know, I'll still wander the show floor. You know, right. I make a priority. So I, and yeah, all that I'll, other good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll make it a priority to wander the show floor. Like when I went to 
um was it what it was a galaxy con i mean it took me all three days but i finally wandered up and down every aisle in the vendor hall <laughs> to make sure that i i covered the ground and make sure i wasn't missing anything cool that i wanted you know that wanted to buy even though i was also there for the celebrities and also to meet zan and, and charles and zan's husband um so but that just comes with experience and like i said that that part of the country is lacking in those sorts of events so they just don't know any better i think um and really the best thing that can happen now is hopefully the local people who went had a good enough experience that they'll tell their friends and family and so when next year comes around the attendance numbers will go up because word of mouth has said they uh, people have heard via word of mouth that like hey there's this event called popcon and it seemed to be run really well and they've got cool stuff to, you know vendors and cool celebrities and panels and events and you know there were all sorts of other events like there was an escape room that was going the entire weekend um they had an after hours party saturday night that they would occasionally make an announcement over the pa system like starts at 7 p.m and goes till who knows when i'm like yeah who knows when i'm gonna be fast asleep uh i was in bed by 10 uh so <laughs> uh they were doing the well they couldn't call it squid game again because that's copyright so they were calling it popcorn secret games um <laughs> that ran the entire weekend um there was a kids cosplay contest and unfortunately i did not get to go watch um you know lots of you know non-celebrity panels of course there are also the celebrity panels um but not you know other non-celebrity panels uh there was a group of uh, professional magicians that were putting on magic shows um throughout the weekend that i would have liked to have gone and seen one of those too um, i walked by their booth at one point and i was just like you know i'm so glad that magic is still like a thing that people get excited about i was like but who do we need to like beg borrow and steal to get like the magic big flashy magic specials back on television uh -huh. and one of the gals she's like well there's stuff on like netflix and stuff i'm like yeah but it's like i but remember as a it's like I remember as a kid being really excited and like begging my dad to make sure he had the VCR set properly to record the next David Copperfield special yes. on TV. So I was like, yes, but he would make something disappear. Uh -huh. Yes. Walk through the Great Wall of China and yep. stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. Uh -huh. I was like, I love that stuff as a kid. We need to bring that stuff back. Mm -hmm. Or even the miniseries that they had where that one guy was in the mask and he revealed mm -hmm. some of the magician's secrets that you mm -hmm. technically weren't supposed to. I love mm -hmm. those. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, who, 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 do we, who, do we need to, who do we need to talk to to bring that sort of stuff back to TV? Whose phones do we need to do? Because, I mean, you know, it's... It seems Whose phone like number do I need? <laughs> yeah it seems like they're moving away from the scripted and doing more stuff like this again so mm -hmm. somebody out there knows somebody we need to tweet at please let us know uh, yes. <laughs> so and i had a lot of people ask me throughout the weekend they're like you know what do you think how do you think it's going and i was like i mean it seems to be running 
well as far as I you know as far as I could tell you know I didn't really have a lot of complaints yeah I mean I had to uh you know get a little inventive when it came to uh you know getting people to participate in the raffle and stuff like that but you know that's just that's just the nature of the beast when you have when you're tabling is right if you're by yourself you you feel like you can't leave because <laughs> what if you miss somebody Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? but at the same time, it's like you, you, you know, it's just not physically possible to stay there entire time. At the very least, you gotta go to the bathroom every now and then. Um, you know, in my case, I had you know I had signage. You know, I had a sign that had the panel schedule on there, and then I made another little sign. So, like, if I was getting up just to go to the bathroom, it said, you know, be right back. But if I knew I was gonna be gone for an extended period of time because of a panel, it said, you know, at a panel. And then I put it near the 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 sign I had that had the panel schedule on it. Um, so, um, but yeah, uh, I I I made lots of notes because yeah, obviously I've I've tabled at stuff like in conjunction before, and I've shared booth space at PopCon in the past. But this is my first. This is our first time tabling it an event this large by ourselves um and it's a slightly different beast than something like in conjunction or you know something a little smaller so i made notes throughout the weekend of adjustments i'd like to make as far as signage is concerned stuff that i need to bring like maybe a blanket or a snuggie next year if it's going to be that cold long johns i don't know uh bring leg warmers back i something um you know i really would have liked to have my knee brace at at a couple of points (laughs) i could have used a cushion for the chair uh i did buy uh one of those anti-fatigue mats though just stay so when i was standing I wasn't standing directly on the concrete. That helped quite a bit. It's like ten bucks at, at Harbor Freight. Um, so you know that that's good there. So I, I can see ways to to tweak things to make the table you know be a bit more inviting, a bit more easier to tell you know who we are and what's going on and what exactly the hell we're doing there, that sort of thing. Um, but I mean, overall, I. I can't really complain much uh, about anything other than how cold it was. That would be my my most severe complaint was just how cold I was. <laughs> like, by the time Sunday afternoon rolled around, I'm like, my nose is running. And it was like, I'm shivering all over. <laughs> I was like, I'm just so cold. <laughs> so... Uh... But uh, but I had fun, you know. I'm I'm always down to support the the popcorn family. Carl, I know Carl, and uh, Ryan, who's the the ops who just handled all the vendors, um, and Bree who handles some of the the paneling, um, and the you know the other you know less uh who just kind of does a little bit of everything and had a doppelganger who was who was part of the first aid crew 
which was really weird because from the back i was like is that less and then he turned his head and it's like his face was a little bit different but from the back it was like he's like and kind of from the front actually too like les sellers like long lost long lost kind of twin so that was a wild <laughs> uh, um but yeah i know i know the crew works really 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 hard to try to put on the best event possible um i'll be interested to hear their their feedback um you know as as time goes on i know they're locked in i think in a five-year contract i've heard three and i've also heard five uh with the expo center so um you know at the uh, the very least we're looking at least two more of these <laughs> so nice. uh if not four more at the very least uh that doesn't count indie as well um so you know i i hope it was successful enough that they can you know that it it can grow i mean it felt like early popcon like the first year popcon really where people are like what is this thing i don't get it you know uh because uh, it was you know the um yeah because a lot of the other conventions they're they're very focused you know like the the run the, the uh collection of conventions run by people we will not mention who are obviously just out to make money yep um may they self-implode <laughs> they know who they are yep. um so you've got you've got you got conventions like that. You've got ones like obviously Gen Con and Origins and others where they're very game focused. Um, you've got you know the uh, the Galaxy Con family of conventions, um, which I think are really well well run, and they have a, a, a they always have an interesting variety of celebrity guests i will give them that you know it's not necessarily about high profile but just having a good variety so that you know it caters to a a large collection of 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 guests uh of of fans um and uh and then you've got the the uh, organization that runs you know fan expo you know, not just Fan Expo, Salt, you know, Salt Lake, you know, Chrissy's home convention, but they also run all the other Fan Expo, you know, Fan Expo Dallas as well. They do MegaCon in Orlando. They do uh, Fan Expo Canada um, as well. And um, from what I understand, they seem to be kind of hit and miss because, um, you know, obviously Chrissy. Yeah, you know, has given her her reports from from Fanex. You know, Salt Lake Fanex is in the past and has always seemed to have a a good time. But uh, one of the discords I'm in, somebody just went to Fan Expo in Dallas and they had an awful time. Ew. So I don't I don't know what the disparity is there with the the people that own and operate the Fan Expo. You know, collection of events that. It could be like so good in one city and like terrible in another. So, but PopCon, 
you know, I've, I've never really had any complaints with the, with PopCon, you know, Carl and the crew, they always, they always are trying to, to do the very best. And some stuff's out of their control. Some of it isn't, uh, but they've always been good about, um, you know, admitting when something is, you know, was their fault or not. Uh, so uh i'm excited i'm excited for indie obviously uh should be uh, a lot busier because obviously it's established in indie people know it um the the guests the celebrity guests are also pretty amazing and from what i've heard um there's still more announcements to come which who knows what the what that means because the, the guest list already is really really good you know patrick warburton and james james marsters and uh of course michelle gomez and uh, sean gunn and michael rooker so um at uh should i i'm really uh it, uh <laughs> I may have to incorporate the Doctor Who fabric I use on the table into, Ooh, my, my, into my photo with Michelle because she's on it. Nice. <laughs> so, because <laughs> it's 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 a giant panel with the TARDIS, the Twelfth Doctor, Clara, and Missy. So, Ooh, yeah, awesome. it's like Michelle is literally on the fabric that sits on our table. So, <laughs> to figure out what's a way to incorporate that into a photo op or something. So, but I got time to figure that out. So, I got two months and some change to figure that out. So, uh, so yeah, if uh, anyone uh, is interested, obviously, Popcon Indie coming up at the end of August. August 25th through 27th at the Indianapolis Convention Center, um, which, you know, if you're local, you probably know your way around like the back of your hand. And if you're coming in from out of town, there are plenty of hotels that are attached to the convention center. <laughs> so, you know, hopefully you can find one that's or within very close walking distance where you're not walking like cutting through like something weird or sketchy so because that was i saw some people walking um uh, i wouldn't have necessarily even in in broad daylight unfortunately the area is not the nicest mm -hmm. um unfortunately um I was I was not there for this, but I know who people I know people some people who were, but right near um one of the the parking entrances to the expo center, there is a bowling alley. Hmm. Which in itself, you know, that's that's fairly typical for most cities of a of a decent size. Most have at least one bowling alley, and usually it's a bowling alley, probably usually with like a also an arcade and maybe a bar, and they'll have food and stuff. Um, but uh, 
some uh, folks that I talked to on Saturday had gone over to the bowling alley to get food and kind of hang out, maybe get some drinks at the bar. I don't know if any of them actually bowled or not, or if that was just like, hey, it's close. You know, we're hungry. We could throw back some beers. Let's just go here because it's convenient. Um, but apparently there was a shooting in the parking huh. lot that Friday oh, night. Wow. Yeah, was so. Yes, shots were fired. And uh, as far as I know, nobody got hurt. Um, I did speak to one person who uh, lost a couple of windows in their vehicle um, because of said flying projectiles. Um, And then the people inside uh, could hear it uh, and apparently had you know, we're hiding under tables and stuff, waiting to see what was going to happen. Um, so, yeah, that's not cool by no. any means. But like I said, as far as I know, nobody got hurt. Um, at least not any civilians. I can't speak for the people actually, you know, <laughs> doing the shooting. I have no idea what happened there. And nobody I sp- spoke to knew what happened. You know, whether those people got picked up by the cops or whatever. I would hope so, but I don't have confirmation on that. So, yeah. I mean, that kind of thing can happen almost anywhere. Um, It's just unfortunate that it happened so close (laughs) to Mm -hmm. where our event was happening and some of the people working said events or part of said event were almost yeah involved so um so yeah at least with Indy for the most part you can you can get around uh at least the convention center and a lot of the neighboring hotels in the mall without ever having to step outside which you know crime can happen anywhere I can't mm-hmm. speak for the current statistics for the city of Indianapolis. I will tell you, late August in Indianapolis can be very, very hot. So staying yeah. inside where there's air conditioning will definitely benefit you. <laughs> so keep that in mind at the very least. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then um, they have announced the dates for next year already 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 i can speak so popcon louisville next year is going to be essentially the same weekend uh, close to the same dates june 14th through 16th 2024 so you can plan ahead for that and of course all up-to-date information can be found on the popcon website which i will have linked in the show notes so but yeah i've got um i don't have a lot of pictures because again stuck at the table uh (laughs) (laughs) i try to take pictures of of cosplays when they walked by if i could um and you know a few times i got to wander the the vendor hall you know if i saw interesting stuff at uh you know a vendor's booth you know i would take I take a picture so i've got some i've got some pictures uh i will post on make an album on our facebook page so you can see those some of those obviously i, I post on social media um throughout the the weekend 
Um, and I do have some video as well. I made a little highlight reel on my TikTok, but it's not very long. So a longer, longer highlight video will be up on our YouTube channel. Um, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. So there is that. So, but between now and then I have, or between now and, uh, Next PopCon event, I have Incon Junction and Gen Con. So, which thankfully with Gen Con, actually, I don't really have to plan a whole lot of stuff. At least not until the uh, uh, company emails start coming in that say, hey, stop by our booth. Check out these new games we're bringing to Gen Con. <laughs> so. But I do have the other panels to uh, prep for for in conjunction as well. I will be doing the library panel again, um, but I've got a couple other panels that uh, are more appropriate for in conjunction that I need to work on. So, um, and then I will be hopefully, as long as I get accepted, I will be doing the library panel and name that geeky tune again at Indie. Cool. So if you missed out in playing Name That Geeky Tune in Louisville, you get a second chance for Popcon Indie. So those were my adventures in Kentucky. It was a good time. Um, so if any of our listeners uh, got to go and you have... Uh, comments about your experience uh you can send us feedback uh you can email us five fangirls at gmail.com or you can go to our website which is the five fangirls.com uh where you can connect with all our various social media accounts which i would suggest if you haven't yet go check out our instagram for some of those popcorn louisville pictures um at least until I get the Facebook album up. Um, there's also links to our Goodreads book club where we discuss a Doctor Who book and or Big Finish audio every month. And if you would like to financially support us, you can do that a number of ways. We have our Kofi and our um, Patreon and um, if you want a little something, something in return, we do have our merch up on Red Bubble. So there is that. Um, and um, of course, if you want to, all of that helps financially support the podcast side of our endeavors. Um, but then also on our website is the are the links to our uh, PayPal for the nonprofit Fangirls Give Back and also the Amazon wishlist links. Uh, links for our Amazon wishlists for various uh, stuffs that can help us with the work that the nonprofit is doing. So all sorts of fun stuff. And I have to say thank you to everybody who um did give us some of their hard-earned money over the weekend um either donating to get uh, a, a greeting card an upcycled greeting card 
um, or donating to get uh, raffle tickets, or in some cases, just a straight up donation and didn't want anything in return. Just wanted to just wanted to support us. So thank you to everyone that uh, gives us their hard earned monies. However, we receive them. So greatly appreciate all of that. So. All right, I am quickly running out of steam. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> thankfully, mm -hmm. thankfully, I have a voice, which is yes. always good. Yes, uh, but I am I am running out of steam. So we are going to sign off for this week. This is the Angel saying good night. This is Sally from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Snooze Fest commencing in 3, 2, 1. Thank you for listening to The Five-ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show along with information on our nonprofit Fangirls Give Back. We love our Five-ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly. Mm -hmm.